morning, friendship, happy Easter Sunday. I am coming to you here at, at, at Sunrise at Lake Watery, and I'm excited to celebrate Easter Sunday with you. He is risen, amen, he's risen indeed. You know, we are living in the midst of a pretty historic moment here in 2020. Uh, when you think about it, this is gonna be a, uh, a time in the future when our kids and grandkids and great-grandkids will, will talk about it. They will, um, they will hear about it, they will hear stories about it, they will read about it, and they'll watch documentaries about this whole COVID-19 crisis of 2020. You know, it's a pretty historic moment. I, I think about my generation, um, that moment was 9-11. Uh, you know, uh, my kids weren't even born then. Um, but the question is always, you know, where were you? Do you remember where you were when 9-11 happened and what was going on in your life? And, uh, and it's, it's crazy because I remember living through that. And that's kind of where we're at right now. We're living through a, a historic moment. And yet there's a far greater historic moment that we are remembering today in 2020. And that is the, the bodily resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we celebrate on, on Easter Sunday. The fact that Jesus Christ not only died for our sins, but he rose from the grave. And so we get to celebrate that this morning. And I want to read uh, in a passage that we've been reading. We've been reading through the book of 1 Thessalonians the last few weeks. And I want to continue in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And again, Paul is writing to these Thessalonian believers. And right now the question here uh, or the concern is what happens after we die? You know, there, was, there were believers in Christ who had already gone before them. They'd already died. And so these believers are questioning what, what, what happened to them? Are they, going to get, are they going to miss out because they have already died? And so Paul writes to address them in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. We're going to look at verses 13 to 18. And Paul writes this, But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. And so Paul addresses a pretty weighty question or concern for these Thessalonian believers. Even though they had strong faith in the Lord, they were questioning what's, what's, what happens after we die. And so what I want to do this morning for just the next few minutes is, is give you some reminders for those who are in Christ, some promises that 
that God has given to us in his word for those of us who are in Christ. And what I mean by that is those of us who have put our faith and our trust in Jesus Christ as our Savior and as our Lord. We have put our faith in the fact that Jesus was God in the flesh, that he died for our sins, and then he rose again. And those of us that are in Christ because of our faith in Christ, these are some some major promises that God has made to us in his word. And Paul brings these out to the believers and he reminds us of those things. And I want to remind us of those things this morning. The first thing is this, our death is not final. Our death is not final. Paul, when he speaks about these believers who have died, he refers to them as being asleep. And we see this throughout the, the New Testament when, when Paul refers to those who have died in Christ, he refers to them as being asleep. And, and, and you know as well as I do that sleep is never uh, final. It's always temporary. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter how great a night of sleep you get, it's, it's only temporary. It doesn't last forever. And so what Paul does in using this term uh, of asleep, what he's saying is that when believers die, when we die, our bodies simply go to sleep. They're just temporarily dead, Uh, but death is not final. And Paul reminds them of this important thing that death is not final for those of us who are in Christ. And the second thing he reminds them of is that our grief is not normal. Our grief is not normal. And what Paul says to them is, I don't want you to be uh, uninformed or ignorant, brothers, about about those who have fallen asleep in the Lord, uh, because I don't want you to grieve as others do, as those who have no hope. So what is he saying? He's saying it's, it's normal, it's okay, it's natural for us, even as followers of Christ, to grieve. You know, we get, we, our lives are touched by painful things. Our, our lives are, are, are touched by death. And so it's normal, it's okay to grieve, but our grief is not normal. Our grieving is not normal. It's not like the world, it's not as those who have no hope because we can grieve, but still grieve with hope. There's a hope that we have that those who are outside of relationship with Christ do not have. And that's the third thing that I wanna remind us of, the promise that God has given us. First is that our death is not final. Two is our grief is not normal. And the third thing is this, that our hope is what holds us together. Our hope is what holds us together. Now, this hope, this hope is rooted in the, the, the bodily death and resurrection of Jesus in the past. And it's also rooted in the promise of the bodily return of the Lord Jesus in the future. Okay, are you, are you, are you catching that? Our hope. The hope that we have, that we hold on to, that holds us together, that allows us to grieve with hope, that hope is rooted in the bodily death and resurrection of Jesus in the past and in the promise of the bodily return of the Lord Jesus in the future. 
this is, this is what gives us hope. You know, for us as followers of Christ, everything, everything points to his return. Everything is future pointing. Everything is pointing to his, his soon return. You know, the reason that we're filming right now at, at sunrise is for a couple reasons. One, it's because as, as the passage that we, we saw this morning in Matthew 28, we see that in the morning after Jesus uh, has, has died, he's been, he's been put in the tomb. That morning is when Mary Magdalene and the other Mary come to the tomb and they find that he is not here. He's no longer in the tomb. And so part of why we're filming this at this point is because this is what was going on on, on Easter Monday some 2,000 years ago. But another reason that we're filming here at sunrise is because you know Malachi 4 tells us, it points to the future and it says the sun of righteousness is gonna rise with, with healing in his wings. And so when the sun rises every morning, it is a picture of, of the soon return of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's, it's a picture of, of resurrection, of, of light coming out of darkness, of life coming out of death. And you know, for us as followers of Jesus, as those who are in Christ, everything is pointing towards his, his bodily return you know, as Paul addresses it here in 1 Thessalonians 4, he, he says that we'll be caught up together. Those who are dead in Christ first, and then those of us who are left, we will, we will meet together. You know, and I, and I think of this as like a family reunion, okay? And maybe when you think of the term or the idea of a family reunion, maybe you have these thoughts of, of, of dread, like, oh man, it's boring, and I don't want to do this, and uh, it's weird, and and all these things, but, but now, when I think right now, currently, in April of 2020, when I think of a, a family reunion, I think of the day when our church family, the friendship family, gets to reunite and come together bodily in person again. I think, man, that's such, it's going to be such a glorious reunion, right? Some of you, you know, I, we can't wait for that. But there's a far, far greater family reunion that's coming for those of us who are in Christ. It's that, it's that gathering after COVID-19 times a million when those who are dead in Christ and those of us who are alive in Christ, we will all meet together and be united in the air. And it says that we will get to meet the Lord face to face. We'll meet together and we will meet Him together. And so this is going to be a reunion of the entire family, including the Lord Jesus. We'll get to see him face to face. And then it says that this reunion, and I love the way that that Paul says this, our reunion is going to happen in the air. The place where we're going to meet the Lord Jesus is going to be in the air. And, And if you're not familiar, if you, if you think back in Ephesians chapter 2, it talks about this being the domain of the enemy. The domain of Satan is the air. It calls him the prince of the power of the air. And so his domain in this world is in this, this air, in the air, in this the atmosphere, the spiritual realm above our heads. And, and Paul says that we're going to meet the Lord in the air, 
right in Satan's domain. And so as this final statement of power and victory over the enemy, we're going to get to meet the Lord in the air. And then Paul goes on to say this. He says that we're going to be with him forever. We don't just get to see him and meet him face to face, but we're going to be with him forever. This is the hope that we have. Everything points to his return. And yet the reality is this. None of this happens without a resurrection. None of this happens without Jesus being raised from the dead. I mean, we, he, he, he cannot come back if he's still in the tomb. We, we don't get to meet him in the air if he's still in the tomb. You and I can't get out of our sin if he couldn't get out of the grave. But hallelujah, because he rose, we will rise. Because he rose, we too will rise. In fact, we will get to experience because of his resurrection, because of what we celebrate today on Easter Sunday, we will get to actually experience a double resurrection. Okay, think about it. Ephesians 2, I just mentioned it a moment ago. It says that we were dead in our our trespasses and sins while we walked according to the prince of the power of the air. We were dead in our sins. But God, who is rich in mercy, he has made us alive together with him and he's raised us up with him. And so there's this, there's this spiritual resurrection that we, when we put our faith in Christ, we are raised spiritually from the dead. But then what Paul talks about here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 is that there's going to be a a physical bodily resurrection that we are going to experience one day as well. And so we we get to experience a double resurrection, a spiritual resurrection and a, a physical resurrection. Why? Because Jesus rose from the grave. Because he rose, we too will rise. And when I say that, I don't mean this kind of, um, you know, sappy, you know, uh, touchy-feely kind of, hey, we're going to rise above our circumstances that we're in. No, no, I, I mean literally, physically, because he rose, we too will rise. The, the, the grave cannot hold us because it could not hold him. And because of the power of the resurrection, because he rose, we too will rise. And that is the promise that we have as the people of God. And that's why we celebrate this morning. And so let me kind of bring this to a close this morning. If, if you have put your faith in Christ, if you are in Christ, these promises are yours. These promises belong to you, that your death is not final, that your grief is not normal, and that your hope, our hope, is what holds us together. These are our promises that we can claim in Christ. They belong to us. But you know what? Maybe this morning you're, you're, you're joining with us or gathered with us or watching online 
and you've never actually put your faith in Christ. You've never confessed your sins, repented of your sin, and turned to him in faith. You've never given him your heart and your life. You know what? These promises aren't yours. They don't belong to you. But the beauty of what we celebrate today is that Jesus rose from the grave and he is now holding those promises out to you. He's offering those to you freely. And there's nothing you can do to, to, to earn them, to deserve them, to work for them and be good enough to, to earn those. It's, it's not something you achieve, it's something you receive. And those promises are, are available to you if, if you would receive the Lord Jesus Christ this morning. The way you receive those promises is by receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And so I wanna invite you, I wanna ask you this morning, if you have never done that, would you do that this morning? Would you put your faith in Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of your life, as the only one who can free you and forgive you from your sin and by his resurrection power give you new life? so that you can look forward to the promise of his bodily return one day, that you would get to meet with him, meet together with us, with him in the air, and so forever be with the Lord. Would you this morning put your faith in Christ? It's as simple as believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth. That's what Romans chapter 10 says. And so I wanna invite you this morning to, to bow your heads and to pray with me. Maybe that's something you wanna do this morning. All you have to do is, is pray from your heart, not these specific words, but just give your heart to God and say, Dear Jesus, I believe that you are God, that you died for my sin and that you rose again to give me freedom over that sin, to forgive me of my sin. And so I wanna put my faith in you today and call upon you as Lord of my life. And Father, Lord, I pray for every single person this morning that may be under the sound of my voice that this morning for the first time is confessing faith in you. God, would you, would you meet them? Would you respond to them? And I know you've promised that when we call upon your name that we would be saved. You would save us from our sin. And so, Lord, for that one this morning that is having the courage, the boldness to call upon your name, God, thank you that when we do that, you forgive us, you free us from our sin. Lord, this morning, thank you for the power of your resurrection that gives us victory over sin and death and the grave. Thank you that you rose and because of that, we too will rise. So Lord, this morning in, in all of your goodness, would you bless us, would you encourage us Lord, with these words that we have heard this morning. Lord, thank you for all that you have done. Thank you for your resurrection power this morning. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. And you know, maybe this morning you made that decision, you prayed, you confessed faith in Christ this morning. Would you do us a favor? Would you click on the, the button? Uh, that's going to pop up on, in the chat room this morning online that says that I committed my life to Christ this morning. Would you do that for us? We would love to know uh, 
that, that you have put your faith in Christ, we'd love to reach out to you and just answer any questions you may have and help you along in this journey. Uh, there's also a tab that says connect with us here on this page. We'd love to connect with you uh, and help you in your journey. For those of you that are in Christ, man, hold on to those precious promises that we have received from the Lord Jesus Christ. Man, happy Easter again. God bless you. Thank you for being with us this morning, and we will see you later. God bless you.